Did I jump the gun? Were we supposed to have another video? My apologies. Today we're going to begin with a hymn, America the Beautiful. However, we're not going to begin with verse 1. We're going to begin with verse 3. Oh, beautiful, for heroes proved in liberating strife that more than self their country loved and mercy more than life. This brings to mind John 15:13. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. I'm thankful for this great nation. Are you? Yes, we are. I'm thankful for those, the hundreds of thousands that have gone to defend our liberties and perished as a result. We are here to remember them on Memorial Day weekend. I'm thankful. Let's let's rise together and sing with grateful hearts. Oh Discovery Church. We are so glad that you're here this morning. If we haven't met, my name is Jason, and I'm the pastor here at Faith Discovery, and I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend a little bit of your Sunday morning, a little bit of your holiday weekend with us. Uh, we're going to uh, hear some incredible life-changing stories this morning, and we're glad that you're here to be a part of it. We're going to start by reading a little section of, of the Bible from Psalm 104, it's starting at verse 24. It says, How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. In The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There are ships go to and fro, and Leviathan from which you were formed to frolic there. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, you ga- they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. When you send your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. 
May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the works, may the Lord rejoice in his works. He who looks at the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. May my meditation be pleasing to him as I rejoice in the Lord. On a Memorial Day weekend, we uh, in America, we are all so aware of all the things that we have to be, that we can be grateful for. We can, we have the freedom to assemble and be here together today. But more than anything, we are grateful for the work of the Lord. And so uh, we have a lot to be grateful for. Would you join me as we pronounce our faith, as we declare what we believe in reciting the creed? If you don't know the Apostles' Creed, this has been a thing since about the year 300. And you can uh, join us. Uh, it's on the screen behind you. I invite you to say it with me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. And in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended to the dead. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. In Christ's universal church, the communion of all believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Would you pray with me this morning? God, I thank you so much for how much you love us. I thank you for the blessings and uh, all the things that we have to be grateful for. But most of all, God, I thank you for thankful for your hand on our lives. I pray this morning as we come that that you would be honored by everything we say and do and that everything that happens here would point us all towards you. Be honored by everything we say. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's Let's continue standing as we worship this morning.
going to keep worshiping. And if you can keep playing that, and Darlene, if you could just sing that again, I just feel like right now everyone in this room has a need. Everyone in this room is bound by something. And, and we have an anxiety or a stronghold or something that we're afraid of or something that's gripping us. And it says to cry out, to speak the name of Jesus. And so wherever you're at in your seat right now, that need that you have, that thing that is worrying you, that, that door that you need open, that direction that you need to come in, from wherever you're at right now, as we worship, Speak the name of Jesus over that. Just cry out his name over that worry, that fear, that sickness, that anxiety, that job, that door that you need to open, that ministry, that family, that child. And you don't need to come to the altar to do that. Wherever you're at right now, as we sing this again, just speak the name of Jesus and don't do it once. Do it twice, do it three times, do it four times. Persevere in prayer. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. I know there is peace within your
that we have a God who isn't removed from our situation. But, Lord God, he sees every need in this room right now. Lord God, you see the provision that needs to happen, the job that needs to change, the doors that need to be opened, the money that needs to come through today, the sickness that needs to be healed, the child that needs to come to church, the mother who wants that baby. Lord God, you are not removed from our situation. And Lord, I pray for each one here, Lord God, all of the issues of life are found in you. The world says we need answers outside, but God, we just need you. You answer everything. Comfort hearts this morning, set captives free, break chains, spirit fall in this room. Lord God, I just pray for a moving of your spirit in our lives. And when we're tired, give us strength to persevere in prayer. Give us strength to persevere when we feel like our hope, this hope that you're talking about here, it's, it's dwindling inside of me. Lord God, give that person strength this morning and renewed hope and renewed sense of their eyes fixed on you. Lord God, we want to see miracles all over this place. And we praise you and we thank you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, that was a little off script, but that's the way God moves sometimes. So thank you for being here this morning. Um, We are just going to take a moment and we are going to greet one another. Well, good morning again. We're glad that you're joining us. For those of you online, we're glad that you're joining us as well. We have a few announcements to go through. So first, if you are new with us, if this is one of your first few weeks, we would love if you would fill out a connection card, a new hair card that's in front of you um, in the pew. Maybe if you're new, someone handed you one at the door. We would love if you could fill that out. Um, And if you do, if you fill it out online via the QR code, if you fill it out um, on the paper, if you bring it over to our information center app, Afterwards, there's a gift for you if you're new with us, so please do that because we would love to get to know you a little bit, a little better. Also, there's a few things coming up in the next few um, weeks. On June 10th, The Vault is having its first ever um, Vision of the Ministry breakfast. So there will be um, a food truck who has 
graciously offered to serve you all breakfast. Um, so 9 o'clock on June 10th, please head over to the Family Fellowship Center. Um, Brian and his team will be presenting about about the vault and the ministry to downtown Washington. Um, kids who are served there will be serving you. Um, so please put that on your calendar. Make a time to be there. 9 o'clock breakfast um, on June 10th. And I think they'll be all, you'll be all wrapped up by 11, so about that time frame. Um, baptism is also coming up in just a few weeks, so if you are interested in being baptized, please see Pastor Jerry at the Information Center after church. You can also talk to Pastor Jason. Um, there will be classes either next week, June 5th, or the week of baptism, June 11th. If you're just curious, what does it actually mean to be baptized? What does this step um, entail? Come to a class. Talk to Pastor Jerry. Talk to Pastor Jason. Find out about it, and you can make a decision about um, being baptized, and we encourage you to take that step if you're a believer. Also coming up, not only are we having baptism, we're having child dedication, two big celebrations in the life of the church. So July 2nd, if you have um, a child who has not been dedicated to the Lord yet and you would like that to happen, um, again, we're going to keep sending you to the, now that we have an information center, we're just going to keep sending you there for all the information. Um, you can see the information center. You can talk to Pastor Jason about having your child dedicated on July 2nd. So um, make that a priority for your family as well. And finally, um, as we thank you for your generosity, as we thank you for your giving, we have the Hoving Home ladies here today, and this is part of what you make happen as we talk about mission being our, our mindset and ways that we can serve them and also that they can come and minister to us. So thank you um, for making that possible. Thank you for your giving, whether you give here online or in person um, or send a check in the mail. All of those things, as we receive them, we are so grateful, um, and we pray that we God-honoring ways, um, and today we're thankful for the Hoving Home ladies that um, you've made it possible that they can join us. So after we've gone through all of that, let's just stand for a few more minutes as we continue in worship together. It occurred to me as I was reading the, the lyrics to this song that sometimes I'm just not feeling it. Maybe you're there today. And I would encourage you, if that's where you're at, that you sing this by faith. That that peace that passes understanding that we are promised in Scripture from our Lord, that you'd be able to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. There's a peace I've come to know. Though my heart and flesh may fail, there's an anchor for my soul. I can say it is well. Declare it. Jesus has overcome. And the grave is overwhelmed. The victory is won. He is risen from your dead. And I. 
you glad that we can be encouraged, that we have hope today, that we don't live in a world where we don't have any hope. We don't, and we don't have to wait to get to heaven to have joy, to have hope, that God is walking us through, raising us up. We can be encouraged today. I don't know about you, but that gets my blood flowing. That gets my back up. That gets me excited. Would you, would you pray with me this morning? God, I thank you so much for how much you love us. I thank you so much that you are with us wherever we go, that we are never alone and that we, we, we are never outside of your love and your care. God, I pray for, for anyone here this morning who's just feeling discouraged. I pray that this power of the Holy Spirit would encourage and that we would understand that we are joining with the angels in heaven worshiping you today. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Here's a video. If you're here this morning and you served in any branch of our military, would you please stand? We just want to honor you and say thank you for your service. There are people all over the building, upstairs, hiding around, and uh, typically they don't like to stand up. But would you just thank them as they... Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good morning. Oh, I'm going to interrupt. By the way... Uh, children, you are dismissed to Children's Church. But uh, I'm Jason, and this is my wife, Joy. If you haven't met Joy, this is, uh, this is Joy. We're glad you're here today. All right, I'll stop interrupting. Thank you for being here today. Um, I get the privilege of introducing our guests this morning. Hoving Home is right here in Oxford, um, not too far from here, about maybe 15 minutes, and they have a beautiful property I have actually had the privilege of speaking there a couple times, um, and I took a few women from the church, and we expected that we would go to Hoving Homes Chapel, and we would minister to you guys, but like I said, you guys ministered to us. Mm. Every time I'm there, I feel immensely um, blessed and just touched by you guys, and so thank you for that. 
Holding Home is a community that empowers women to find their God-given purpose. Mm. They provide love and community for women with shattered lives, and we're going to hear more about their stories this morning. So, welcome. This is Michelle. Thank you, Pastor Jason and Joy. Thank you for inviting us into your home. We are truly honored and privileged to be here. Um, in just a short minute, we have a video that we would like to bless you guys with, and it's just to, to let you know about who we are and um, how we started. My name is Michelle. I am one of the staff here in the home, and I am honored and privileged to be able to work with them on a day-to-day basis. Um, so, like I said, we're truly honored to be here, and we are blessed. It's a privilege and an opportunity that you've given us to, to minister to you guys. So, after the video, the ladies are going to get up here. They're going to witness to you guys and testify what the Lord is doing in their lives through the home. And um, we have some songs of worship that we would love to bless you guys with as well. So at this time, I'm, I got a video I would like for you guys to turn your attention to.
And I just stuck my face in and just sucked in. And uh, I overdosed on the spot. Pretty much died right there. Um, again, God had his hand on my life, and I was found again, brought to the hospital, uh, Narcan, and brought back. Um, a week later, I came to the home. And since I've been here, uh, my relationship with the Lord has been restored. I have a wonderful relationship with both my daughters. Um, I have a beautiful little grandson now that I get to see regularly. My health has been restored. My sanity has been restored. And I'm learning how to go through the grieving process without having to numb myself. Um, My future plans are to go to the leadership program that the uh, New York home has to offer. Uh, I just want to help women know that there's, regardless of your situation, regardless of what you've gone through, there's always hope in Jesus. You can, you, he can help you get through anything. And uh, the scripture that I stand on is Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Thank you.
Well, good morning, church. Uh, my name is Bailey. I'm 26 years old, and I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I'm the youngest of four and the only girl, and we grew up going to a Southern Baptist church. I have an older brother who's 29 years old, but when he was born, he was born with spina bifida, which caused him to have 29 surgeries in his entire life, and that was really hard to watch growing up. When I was in second grade, my dad went to prison and was labeled a pedophile, and that left my mom to raise a disabled son and a daughter with ADHD by herself, and the feelings of being forgotten and abandoned began to run my life. My father came back into my life when I was about 14 years old, but I had already masked the uh, feelings of hurt and rejection by playing basketball. And this was my first addiction to escaping the reality of my situation. The absence of my father caused me to start seeking unhealthy, toxic relationships. I met a man when I was 15 years old, and I started drinking and smoking pot. And this was a very physically and emotionally abusive relationship. But I was attracted to this lifestyle because it was the only attention that I knew. When I was 16, I found out that I was pregnant right before basketball season. And the fear of losing the opportunity to play college basketball and having an unsupportive boyfriend at that time, I terminated the pregnancy. And that overwhelming feeling of loss, I threw myself further into athletics and wanting to be accepted. I then went off to Bible College to be a youth pastor and to play college basketball, but that was only furthering the escape of the reality of my life. When I got to college, I was still unwilling to give up the attention of my abusive boyfriend, so I started living this double life as this all-star Christian student to falling into alcoholism. The summer going into my senior year of college, my life took a drastic turn for the worse when I was in a very dangerous domestic violence situation where the boyfriend I was with dislocated my shoulder and did many other things to me. I then wanted to run from God, but I still had to finish college, so I played the part of the all-star Christian student to falling further and further into alcoholism. After I graduated, I wanted nothing to do with the God that I thought I knew, so I met a man that fit the part that I was attracted to, and I started to use an eight ball of cocaine a day. Now I'm stuck in this cycle of domestic violence, drug use, and alcoholism. I then found out I was pregnant at 24 again, but I was alone and scared, so I had another abortion, and my life started to spiral out of control. I then wanted to go get help, so I went to another faith-based facility when gave my life back to the Lord, and so what the enemy intended for evil, God intended to use for his glory. But that trap of being that all-star Christian student came back to grip me, and I never started the healing journey that I was supposed to be on. And I only covered the surface-level stuff to get by. I then went on to intern with this facility and then was hired on as staff, but that only lasted two weeks before I relapsed, which led me to the Hoving Home. And since being at the Hoving Home, I've learned that I don't have to be that all-star Christian student anymore because I'm already first place in his kingdom, no longer forgotten but seen. And my future plans are to go to the Leadership Academy and to help women like myself that are stuck in the cycle of domestic violence, drug use, and alcoholism to break the chain and show them that there is another way. And the scripture that I stand on is 1 Corinthians 6.11. But that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God.
morning. My name is Sierra. I am 22 years old, born and raised in North Carolina. Growing up, I was an only child being raised by my grandparents because my mother was an addict, always in and out of jail, and the few memories that I do have with her weren't good memories at all, and I never knew my father. I was very sheltered as a child because of how my mother turned out, causing me to start sneaking out, where I started drinking, smoking weed, and meeting guys. When I was 17, I ended up pregnant, but the father was never really involved, so I was left alone and now scared because I knew my grandparents were going to kick me out. At 18, I met a man and fell in love, and he offered to take me and my unborn son in. And, and everything was going great for a while, until one day he came home angry and yelling and started hitting me, cracking my jaw on both sides and almost breaking my eye socket. I soon found out that he started acting this way because he was doing the drugs that he was selling. We physically and verbally fought almost every day after, one of the fights leading me to dislocating my knee. So he, of course, offered me heroin for the pain. At 20 years old, I found myself consistently using heroin every day, not just to numb the physical pain, but also the emotional pain from all the hurt over the years. I ended up sending my son to go live with a close friend of mine because I didn't want him around all the horrible things that I was doing. Not too long after that, the man that I was dating ended up getting arrested. So I took over his clientele and started selling drugs, which just introduced me to more drugs and more dangerous situations. At this point, I had tried every drug there was, been with many different men, and hadn't seen or spoken to my son in months. But none of it seemed to matter because I had fell in love with the lifestyle I had created, with the fast money and all the attention that I received. But that all came crashing down when I got arrested. That's when I realized the people I had around me didn't really care about me. They only cared about what I had. After serving my time, I got released only to catch another charge four days later. That's when I realized I needed to get help and change my life. So I called my grandmother and I asked her to please come get me, that I was willing to do whatever it took to get help. So she came and she got me, and she gave me the number to the Hoving Home Crisis Center in North Carolina, where she had already been speaking to the outreach coordinator there, who had been praying for me for weeks. That same day, I entered into the home, and I was greeted with friendly, genuine, loving smiles, something that I wasn't used to. I had lost faith in God a long time ago. I started to believe in karma. I did bad things, so bad things happened to me. But that was just the enemy working. I now thank God for everything that I went through because it brought me here. I would have never found God the way that I have if not for my struggles. I'm no longer mean and manipulative, but heartfelt and honorable. No longer bitter and a bully, but happy and humble. I'm now filled with all of the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control that the Lord has promised me. And I'm surrounded by all these wonderful women that I get to call my sisters. I get to call and talk to my son almost every day, as well as get to FaceTime him, which just fills me with even more joy. And he is restoring the relationship between me and my mother that I thought I would never have. I hated my mom for a really long time because of her addiction. But Jesus thought she was worth saving. She is currently a student at the Garrison, New York location, and we were actually baptized together last November, which is a testimony in itself. 
and my future plans include going to the Leadership Academy to help lead and guide women like myself to the Lord in all of his glory that he has in store for us. And the scripture that I stand on is Habakkuk 1.5. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told.
evening, church. My name is Stephanie. I'm 35 years old, and I was born and raised in North Carolina by my grandparents because my mother was and still is struggling with addiction. I started having issues trusting my worldly father at a young age because he didn't believe me when I told him that his niece was molesting me. Tired of feeling unloved by him, I told my grandmother the abuse, and she then started to try to protect me by sending me to a counselor, putting me in private school, and keeping me from my father. I didn't realize any of these things were protection at such a young age, so I started sneaking out and running away. I spent most of my time at my mother's house because she allowed me to do whatever I wanted. At 14 years old, she gave me my first bag of cocaine and let me drink my first beer. Also at my mother's house, I became sexually active with one of the many men who showed me attention. This relationship became physically abusive, so my mother stopped allowing us to hang out there. Battered and bruised, I went home to my grandparents' house. My grandfather told me that I could stay home if I left that man alone and followed by his strict rules. This went okay for a couple of months until my grandfather noticed signs of my addictive lifestyle and kicked me out on the streets. While on the streets, I was raped and found out that I was pregnant. Scared and alone, I went back home to my grandparents' house but my grandmother made me get an abortion. This sent me into a deep depression because I got rid of the only thing that I thought would ever love me. I stayed home for about a year until my emotions got the best of me and I ran away again, this time for good. I ended up in Virginia where shortly after I met and fell in love with a drug addicted criminal. Together we were homeless, crack, heroin and ecstasy users. A couple of years into our relationship, I found out that I was pregnant with my son, who, by the grace of God, was born healthy. Um, This didn't stop my um, addictive lifestyle. And a couple of years later, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, who also was born healthy. At five years old, my son found me overdosed on heroin, and this is when I decided to go get help. I checked myself into a detox center, but it only lasted a couple of months until I tricked myself in believing that I was okay. Truth is, I was clean, not healed. Once I checked myself out of that of the rehab center, I found myself back on my mother's couch, this time shooting and smoking crystal meth. This newfound drug use made me lose all self-respect, self-dignity, and self-worth, but there was Jesus. While prostituting, I met a client who told me that through Jesus I have been forgiven and that God has a plan for me. He made me check myself into a detox center, and while at that detox center, I heard of the Hoving Home. I knew that I needed a change, so I decided to come to New Jersey. Since being here in New Jersey, I have an intimate relationship with my Lord in Heaven, who I know will never leave me. I am becoming the mother that God knew that I could be from the beginning, and I'm figuring out who I really am. My future plans consist of going to the completers program that New York has to offer to live out the life that God had planned for me before Satan came in and tried to steal and destroy it. The scripture that I stand on is Lamentations 3.22. Because of God's great love, we are not consumed. His compassion never fails.
Amen. I mean, that blessed me. I love it. I love to witness that. Good job, ladies. Yeah. They all have a testimony. They can all testify and witness to you guys. So after the service, we pray that you would get to know us. That um, um, you all. Oh, we also have a table right here if you want to stop by. We have merchandise for sale that the ladies in the program make. We also we ask that you would um stop and the ladies will be passing this out. We have an information card that we would like to just send you guys information, um, testimonies and um invites. We are a nonprofit organization, meaning we do not accept funds from the government. Because if we do, then we would have to give them a say in how we run our program and we would not dictate or have um let them take jesus out of the our, our center so with that being said um we do run off with you can support us by praying for us or pray about financially giving or just giving us a call to stop by and come hang out with us we would love to have you guys over for a meal we do arts and crafts whatever you guys have in your heart we pray that you would um give us a call we would love to um hear from you guys so like I said, they all have a wit, um, they can all witness to you guys. If you guys want to stop and talk to them, I'm sure they would love to. Um, so thank you guys so much. We thank you, Pastor Jason, for, for blessing us and enjoy. And, and we thank you, um, uh, Faith Discovery Church. God bless you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are such a blessing. Um, I don't know how to follow that. Um, it's um, it's Memorial Day weekend. It's a, it's a weekend we celebrate freedom. The freedom that's experienced through Christ is deeper than any freedom we could celebrate as in a country. And so thank you all for the vulnerability. To, let, listen, to stand up here and share that vulnerably about what's happened in your life, thank you. It's such a gift to all of us. And so uh, I'm going to invite the elders. We're going to share communion together uh, before we close. But um, just a wonderful testimony of what happens when you invite Jesus into your life. Um, and so if you're new with us, we share communion uh, each, each week. And what we do is we just stand and come to the center aisle that's closer to us and receive the elements from one of our elders and then return to your chair. And we're going to share them together. But I invite you to stand and come forward and receive the elements and we'll share communion together.
Scripture teaches that, so that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread that they were sharing at the table together, and he broke it. And he said to his disciples that this bread was, his body was broken for him. And that each time that they came to that table to celebrate that meal, they should remember him and remember his sacrifice. And his, it's his sacrifice that brings us that freedom that we've talked about today. So would you pray with me today as we prepare to receive the bread? Jesus, I thank you that you chose to put us first. That you chose to be willing to sacrifice yourself so that we could have life. God, this morning we've learned, we've heard, we've shared, many of us have wept about what that life means and the hope that only you can bring. We honor you today. Would you take the bread with me? It says, it says in the same way after supper, he took the cup, saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Whenever you drink it, remember me. Would you pray with me today? How do we take the cup? Just like you did all those many years ago. And to be quite honest, God, I don't have the words. Holy Spirit, come. Would you take the cup with me? Would you stand as I offer today's benediction? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and to be gracious to you. The Lord will turn his face toward you and give you peace. God, this morning I thank you for a country that we can come together and worship you. I pray that your light, that your love, that your peace, that your hope would radiate out of us your body. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. We will see you next week. Be sure to thank the Hoving Homes. Stop by their booth, their table. And uh, we'll thank you so much.